Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. It's a good show today. Scott Phillips is on the show to explain, is Australia going into a recession? What? Bum, bum, bum. I can actually do that if okay. you want. That one's always ready. It is, actually, because we do, we do drop the shock quite a bit. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, the Germans causing, causing trouble again. Uh, also, I'm going to show you how uh, you can make weight for your fight by doing this one simple thing that you do every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. Uh, now, uh, on the way, I found a man who, like, could be a genius. Mm-hmm. He, like, he might have the answer to everything, but there's a catch in he gets more intelligence when you give him something. Uh, let me let me sum this up one up better. Uh, would you like to know how drinking could be good for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first off, we kick it off uh, with Ben Harvey where we dive into the local uh, headlines, oh, local national headlines, and we make fun of them. Just quickly, someone said to me the other day, we don't explain this well enough. I feel like we do. It's what? headlines of the biggest news stories, and then I make fun of them. Who said that? I've had like quite a few people go. Or do they not get the Ben Harvey part? So yeah, Ben Harvey is the lead reporter of the West Australian. Do we need? He to... makes headlines. Here's something we should we should say off air, but we'll keep it on air. Should we change the name? Should it be like the news? I mean, we should, but will we? It's too late now. Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Oh, give me the headlines. Sunrise's David Kosh's 2024 replacement has been announced as Matt Shervington. Uh, he's been in the running for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, Kosh is 2024? Yeah. So he's, he's like, give me one more year. He's man. like he's like winding it down, apparently. So it's like kind of like he'll do like... Five, then four, then three, then two, then one, then Shervington goes off. Like, it's like that sort of well, style. They're going to be like three days a week. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, in a weird way. Like a custody okay. of sunrise before, <laughs> before he completely gives up. Uh, secondly, a man living in an airport for 18 years has sadly passed away, landing in France in 1988, but lacking the necessary residency papers. Naziri was forced to live in the airport after not being allowed to leave it, leading to his death. He became very unwell, and unfortunately, oh. it was terminal. <laughs> uh, do we know why he died, though? Heart attack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> terminal. Yeah. Uh, four men have been arrested over the Brownlow medal betting scandal. An investigation into suspicious betting activity on the AFL's Brownlow medal resulted in Victoria police raids and arrest. However, it's not the biggest crime in Brownlow history. That was when Adam Cooney won it. Like and so would Adam Cooney. He would like that as well. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, they're coming for me. I have my little side hustle, my quiz nights, and uh, hopefully they just go on to like bigger and, and better things. What, that you'll host the chase? <laughs> yeah, one day I could be Larry Emder. Oh, maybe. But I have a feeling that a, ma- a man I met last night who did very well at the quiz, okay. I feel like if he went on the chase, he would actually be kind of stumped. Because okay. it, he was only smart with a little assistant. So, uh, assistants or assistant? Well, <laughs> well, he, in the first half of the night, so after the first three rounds, yeah. he was coming fourth by himself. How many? How many? Seven teams. Okay. 
But he, and he was outside the top three, so I wasn't going to get a prize yep. or anything. He was fourth. Yep. Okay. What's third place? It's like a hat or something, isn't it? it? Literally that. It was hats <laughs> for your team. Uh, second place was like 50 bucks and like merch, and first place was like 100 bucks Whoa. and a carton. Whoa. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Huge, huge prizes. And you could, like he had like the eye of the tiger. Yeah. He wanted these amazing prizes. Yeah. And he was doing really, like, I was amazed that he was fourth, but only by, like, a couple of points. He was only, like, a couple of points right. off the top three. And it, he was by himself. Yeah. His team was just called Me. Okay. And I was like, wow, this guy is next level. Yeah. What a champ. And the thing was, I could hear him as well in the back, in the back half of the night. He was getting more confident. Okay. You know? And he was, like, he was going, like, oh, yeah, I know this one. And he's getting more confident. Okay. Because he kept knocking back beers. Okay. And I thought, oh, he doesn't know this one, does he? He's, he's just getting... He's just getting a bit, a little bit too tipsy. He's had yeah. a bit too much. He's getting a bit chirpy. He started chirping at other teams. Uh... going, there's only me, boys. How many on your table? Seven. He's going to me. Can you take points off them? Uh... Bloody, their team's too so big. starting to uh, drink the old liquid encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the amazing thing, because he bloody was. He finished... Second. Whoa. He got smarter the more beer he drank. He was like bloody Popeye the Sailor Man, but instead of spinach, he's just knocking back pale ales. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> I was going to have Popeye. There we go. <laughs> he was like, it was like he was powered up. And by the end of the night, he was... <laughs> Tanked, but right. he was tanked. He like was chewing my ear off. He would, he, he was gone, mm. and yet he had eclipsed another two teams. He was amazing, like a like a like when you play pool and it gets your eye in. You know, like he just yeah. like knew. It, like pro darts players having a little cheeky beer at the same time. It's the only thing I I see where you can be getting drunk and getting better. But he's proved you can do it with your brain power as well. And he's he's going to me. He's like, oh, I don't know, right? I don't know those questions. Something just came over me. Yeah, it was maybe that hazy little, pale. Yeah, they call it like the old liquid courage. Like maybe he's just like not a confident man. Liquid intelligence. I it, think is that play. I'm looking for a, like a silver lining, and you, you just you Look, can't. You had to get a tutor to do your year twelve math. I did. Maybe you needed a keg. Well, that's no. I tried that too. <laughs> <laughs> there is a scandal to end all scandals in footy. Now. Football loves a good scandal. We've seen plenty lately, even in the news this morning. The the scandal around like Dustin Martin and the the video from some years ago, oh. like that's that's wrapped up. Uh, oh. Jordan Goey had some scandals as well. My favourite is uh, Bomber Thompson, the former Premiership coach, selling ice out of his apartment. Well, this is the thing. Many are around like behaviour when it comes to like off field antics. Yep. You know, that's where the AFL often finds a good scandal, but. It feels like they've been pretty immune to the betting, to the real like betting rorts. Yeah, you know? no, uh, the NBA has the Tim Donahue. Donahue? Donahue? There's a one on, if you see it on Untold, it's where he like shaved some points for the mob. Mm. And that was like a bit, that was a big thing in the NBA. And I reckon other sports were like, can't get caught doing that. Well, cricket has, you know, spot fixing on like, uh, like catches and things like that. Like Pakistan were investigated heavily in 2010, yeah. I believe. Didn't Shane Warne, uh, before he's uh, passing, talk about how he was offered the money? Yeah. 
So the, in footy, when you hear of betting, it's often some rookie going like, I bet on us guys to win. Yeah. And the captain's like, don't do that. Yeah, which is great. Like, cause he's, it's not like he's like shaving points or anything. He's just no. like, I bet on us to win. And that's kind of what he's doing with his career. And so according to the AFL, the betting involved this time around where four men have been arrested over Brownlow votes, they believe it's, it's in a similar circumstance of they are not trying to influence the outcome. Yep. They are just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the AFL will not stand for that. They will be the ones to make money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is believed to have been occurred, this is still currently alleged, but there is a problem involving communication of the umpire's votes. So at the end of a game, they often write down the votes and then they put it in like a sealed envelope. Yeah. And they are then not supposed to tell anyone who they gave the three, two, and one to. Yeah. And that's how the betting, that's how the betting for it, works. So, yeah. the, so this is the betting agencies as well and the uh, like Victorian authority for like sporting and gambling they will not stand for this because you completely undermine that I, activity. It kind of feels weird to gamble on that stuff anyway. It is a bit bizarre. Because someone knows the answer. Yeah. Some, someone knows and you're saying hey you better not ever tell anyone and you better not bet on it yourself. It's like you know in sports bet you can bet on pro wrestling. Like, that's, like, predetermined. That's what I find. I find that sort of stuff weird. Or, like, what tie Scott Morrison will wear. It's like someone knows that answer. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, designer who obviously goes and buys his suits. Are they telling people in the slate? Hey, uh, that's what I mean. So Elbow's wearing red today. So you're telling me this has happened with the Brownlow medal is, like, one guy has said, like, oh, I, I gave him this many votes. So the umpire in question has been revealed, and uh, Michael Pell... Uh, has oh, been. He is allegedly the involved umpire. <laughs> Bad couple of years for the last name Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> now, you could go to jail over this. This is really? not just no. This is not just money in question. They wow. they can lock you up for ten years. Really over leaking. So not even rigging the votes, just telling people what the votes are. The Victorian government can put you away for ten years. Ten Which years. Is, I, it's just surely that's like that's too steep for that. Like they didn't influence the outcome. The AFL have said Patrick Cripps won fair and square. Yeah, the AFL shouldn't even care. I bet here's why they do. What? Because the betting agencies will lose money, right? Mm. And then the betting agencies won't spend money with the AFL. So the AFL won't get their money. So all I'm saying is, AFL's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for all you little bin chickens to dive into Michael's Bargain Bin. Join the Facebook group, Michael's Bargain Bin, to brag and boast about all your bargain finds. Mitch, I'm getting a little bit concerned with my attitude at the moment. and I just need to check in with sort of the members of the Bargain Bin. Yep. With people who love bargains as much as I do. Yes. Like, do I even deserve the crown anymore? Oh, no. What have you done? Because the thing is, I've never been a big, like, trading post, gum tree, marketplace kind of guy. No. But for Christmas, I need to get, like, a spare bed for the house. Okay. We're thinking of getting, like, like a sofa bed. And they are available on marketplace. Uh, Yeah. 
And it's like, and I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've like, I have no problem having something secondhand. What I have a problem with is going to get the item on marketplace. What do you mean? So I can get like a sofa bed for seventy bucks. Okay. If I go and pick it up, I can get it for probably like a hundred bucks if someone brings it to me. Yeah, but you don't have a trailer. And this is the thing. This is the thing. I don't have a trailer. I don't even have a tow ball in my car. Or muscles. So how are you going to lift <laughs> it up? So, but I don't know if... Is this the journey of... Is this the journey of a mem- member of the bargain bin as a bin chicken? Do we need to learn to become mm. more capable? We work with a man who is completely renovating his house. Yeah. It's not going to be as good as a job... As hiring a tradie. No. But it will save him money because he's the labourer. Yeah. So am I missing... Like, do I need to get out of this, like, convenience lifestyle? Oh, yeah, yeah. To be bargained, do you have to be... The way I look at it is you've often got to look at it at an hourly rate. You know, how long is it going to take you? You know, what's that hour worth to you? You... Not much. Yeah. Because you don't do anything. That's not that? Yeah. You don't do anything with your spare time. No, so I sit in silence it. in the yeah. dark. Yeah, you just wait for the show. I'm pretty sure I leave the studio, you turn the lights off, and then I wait until the yeah, next day you turn it back on. I just plug myself in and recharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, that's going to, like, take you probably an hour to, to do. So, it's <laughs> 30 bucks. I mean, that's a, good, that's a good hourly rate. If I know you, you would just suggest that your family that's staying over stays where the bed is. <laughs> <laughs> Across uh, the UFC was on the weekend, and just like we're doing all types of sport, if they're from New Zealand, they're sort of like ours. Oh, and we'll we claim them. them. If like Russell Crowe. Yes, and Israel Adesanya uh, fought on the weekend, unfortunately lost, uh, oh. but he's a middleweight champion. He was doing really, really well. Uh, and uh, the other week, he basically was saying some, some tips and tricks of the trade to make weight. Because a lot of guys, if they fight at 84 kilos, they might weigh 90 and then they kind of like dehydrate and they make weight and then they put it all back on for the the fight to sort of get an advantage. Uh, And look, there's certain tips and tricks of like, you know, you get as low as like, oh, spitting in a bucket, you know, like that's to get everything out of your body. Everything out of your body. That's silly. Just to, no, it's so you can make the way and then you put it all back on and it's like a a, a real scientific way of (laughs) taking advantage of, of, of a weight. Yeah. Oh, and it, it does, it gets down to that level. Like they'll jump in the sauna, uh, take all the water out of their body. Yeah. Rehydrate, put it all back in. Uh, well, this man, uh, he revealed that he had to lose, uh, let's say, a, a gram or two, and he had no other way to do it. So he did a little bit of. Don't do that! Don't do that action at me! Stop that! That's right. How else do you get about a gram out of your body? Well, sir, he had some special time by himself and came back 10 minutes later and he made weight. <laughs> That's because it's insane. I, I mean that one's better is that that one feels better than spitting in a bucket though. Like it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Ross, uh look, I would like to know uh that if you do you like do you leave your stuff anywhere and trust that it's okay? Uh not in public. 
Like, there's I no... I guess the closest is, the, is my office. Is there any... St- yeah, is there any sort of, like, storagey sort of place? Like, uh, for example, our workplace, like, as you walk in the front door, someone just leaves their bike there. It's not locked up. So, so it's just there. You're essentially trusting everyone in the building that they're not going mean, to... They might not steal it, but just ride it to the shops are back. Like, you're just sort of trusting the people around you. I got my muesli bars. Yeah. Just on my desk. Someone could take one. Someone could take one and there's nothing I can do. I'm not here all the time. There's something I was doing yesterday that I realized I've been doing for a very, very, very long time. At my gym, Hmm. uh, which I'll go, let's say, three three times a week. I know it looks like seven, but it's only three. (laughs) And they have done like recent renovations on the gym. And for some strange, bizarre reason, the lockers in the male change room, and I'm assuming... It's the same in the female change room. I've never been there. Maybe you could tell me. <laughs> Again? <laughs> no, I'm just saying you're a creep. Now, <laughs> now in, in the male change room, they, they used to like have a key. It was like, like essentially what you would imagine like a high school, American high school locker. Yeah, a locker. Thing. So, yep, lock it with the key. Take the key with you for your workout. Do your workout. Come back. Unlock. Now, something must have happened to where... Maybe they were like stolen or damaged or or something along those lines. And the the gym now goes, oh, if you want the key to the locker, get it from reception. So you go get the key. They give you a number. you You do it that way. I often forget. The reception's like a while back. So as I walk in, I'm already in the change room. And I'm like, ugh, well, I'll just chuck my stuff in the locker. And I just, I just close the locker. And it's not locked. It's not locked. No. And I just trust... That people, if they ever go, oh, that's not my stuff, and they'll just close it, and then, and then just like go find another locker. Am I insane? I often feel that way. You know, when you go to like an adventure world, yeah. or to the Gold Coast, yeah. And you, if you go on a ride, that are often like, make sure you leave your phones and everything out, and and they're just these pigeonholes, yeah. And we're like, yeah, sure. But that place is run by carties. We don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Like, think about the people that run gyms or are at gyms. Like, like you're yeah. that person. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But I think it's just confidence. Like, if you just, yeah. let, like, who, who also goes to my gym? Bikies. True. So, maybe that's what I should do. Ask them to look after it? No. <laughs> I should get, like, a vest. Always bring a leather vest and just, and just put it on top of my stuff. <laughs> Blam, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now, as he loves to on a cheap Tuesday, is the Motley Fool himself, Scott Phillips. G'day, Scott. Boys, I would not be anywhere else. Good to talk to you. Now, I saw some breaking news this morning. Yeah. That um, Deutsche Bank, are they actually like That's... the German bank? Who is Deutsche Bank, first of all? Pretty much. They're not, they're not the not the central bank of Germany. That would be the Bundesbank for the nerds among us. Uh, Deutsche Bank is one of the big, big investment banks around the world. But yes, German-based. German uh, they and, and that's their, uh, that's their thing. Go on. have claimed that Australia yeah. will be in a recession in 2023. Oh. Yeah. Ugly, ho. Hey? Why? But what do they know? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, worry about your own bank. <laughs> Hopefully nothing. Uh, I am going to take... Very, very, very uh, cautiously, the other side of that one. Look, here's the thing. The US is probably in recession right now. Uh, they define their recessions differently than we do, by the way, just because that's weird. So they have a committee that will tell them after the fact whether or not they were in a recession, which I find hysterical. Oh. So they're probably in a recession right now. Um, China's growth is slowing. The UK has said two years of negative growth, in other words, economic contractions. So that would be the longest recession, I think, on record. Um, 
So there's some really big issues that the world is facing right now. And if Deutsche is right, they're going to be right because we are in a global economy and we buy and sell stuff from overseas. Exports are massive for us, of course. I mean, if Chinese iron ore production or, or purchasing, sorry, slows down, that's bad news for us. If, you know, if they don't want as much wheat or hopefully Chinese might want some wine again. But that's the, that's the broad story. If the rest of the world slows down enough, we may well slow down. We have no choice but to be dragged into the whirlpool that would be a recession. So if they're right, that's why. I don't reckon we're as bad as they do. Now, I, I, no one knows. I'm not making predictions because that's just mad. I think they're silly to try and make a guess because no one knows what's happening. But I have a feeling the economy here is growing moderately well. Unemployment remains low if no inflation's up. If we can keep that going for long enough, domestic demand here might be enough to keep us out of recession. It's going to be a close run thing. Don't get me wrong. Deutsche is not out of the ballpark, but I hope they're wrong. Now, this is a, a, a dumb question, so get ready for it. Uh, but when it comes to like, all the countries in a recession, all the countries mm-hmm. in debt. Is there one country that's like, ha, 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 I'm rich, you owe me money? It's like, how come they can all be bad? Switzerland? Uh, so, yeah, maybe Switzerland. I mean, this gets, this gets into politics and ideology really fast, right? But basically, governments owe money to the rest of us. So there is a, there is a move of cash away from the public. So us as taxpayers, we owe money. To other people who've lent it to us, they tend to be the rich bastards with the top hats and the monopoly sets. So that's kind of what actually happens. That's why there's too much debt overall at a, at a public level, because governments said, oh, we want to go and fund these things. We're not getting tax revenues. We'll pay for it by borrowing from someone. And that's fair enough. They've chosen willingly to do it. But the piper is going to get called. And when, they, when he does, uh, they're going to have to pay the piper. And that is the time at which the rich guys will get richer. Governments hopefully won't get too much poorer because it's all us. That, but, you know, governments aren't them. It's us. It's all of us. Uh, but that's the challenge. Now, recession is different. Recession is just when everything slows down. We just make and buy less stuff this year than we did last year. And next year, we'll buy more stuff again, and the recession will be over. So recession itself, there's no, there's no offsetting balance. But yeah, when there's a whole lot of government debt, that money is owed to people who've lent it to governments. Jeez, if the government is us, boy, am I stingy. Like, yeah. Come on, come on, me. Give some more tax back. <laughs> well, I think well, the problem is you've got to borrow it from someone else to do that, right? And that's the, that's the challenge. Who do we give it to? Who do we raise the taxes from? Uh, and that, but the, honestly, that statement is exactly why we've been failed by politicians from both sides for the last couple of decades, because they've all gone, oh, I don't want to tell you the truth or upset you. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll spend all the money you want me to spend. And rather than actually raising taxes to pay for it, I'll borrow it from somebody else and make it the next guy's problem. I think we've had about 84 prime ministers in the last 20 years from memory. So, you know, they keep just pushing, kicking that can down the road to whoever comes next. Eventually, we'll all have a turn, I think, if the, keep, the role keeps going. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the problem is they've just gone, I'll make the easy decision now, leave the hard payback for someone else down the track. Gotcha. So the new skate park is the Gucci handbag that they shouldn't have bought. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, maybe not the skate park. I'm sure there's plenty of other money being wasted in plenty of other places. But, uh, you know, you can... I, I'm not sure. Because you handbag skate park, you can make the decision on what's better. I'd probably go to the skate park personally. <laughs> if, but uh, that's just me. If you want more of Scott Phillips, make sure you grab the Motley Fool podcast on Listener or the Good Oil. Yes. Um, before we let you go, NFTs, uh, they were bad to buy then. Are they bad to buy now? Uh-huh. Even worse. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, boys. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.